0: Welcome to T.O. of Interiors, a holistic approach to interior design.
1: Hey, Alicia. Hey, Dee. We're back from vacation. Finally. Let's get it, get it. Let's get it, get it.
0: I missed missed doing this and I missed you.
1: How are
0: you doing? I'm doing all right, sweetie. Doing all right. Good, good. How are you? I'm swell. I feel relaxed and rejuvenated. Everything vacation is supposed to bring, I feel like me and my husband, we spent so much time together that I miss the amount of time that we spend together. Yeah. But whatever.
1: That's nice. It is what
0: it is. Good. You needed that. We needed it. Yeah. We definitely needed it. When you're home, there's just too many distractions, you know? Yeah, called life. <laughs> yeah. No matter how relaxing your home is, you know, you still got to leave it. So anyway, Alicia, what mm-hmm. you over there is sipping on?
1: I have, it's a black tea, but it's black currant breeze. Okay. So it is savor the sweet and tangy flavor of juicy black currants in an aromatic tea. And it really is aromatic, very lovely.
0: Oh, nice. Well, I'm just having ginger peach turmeric. You know, I love my ginger. Mm-hmm. So I'm just drinking that today. It's very nice, it's light and it it feels good and i'm drinking it hot which is well not hot anymore it's kind of lukewarm mm-hmm. so alicia mm-hmm. did you know that during the victorian age interior decoration was seen as a health hazard why Well, paintings of the day contained many harmful chemicals, and so did many decor items. Yet, despite this risk, people still had the desire to decorate their homes with beautiful paintings, wall art, and the like. I mean, my home probably would have had something from Morris Marshall Faulkner & Co. as well. Because, (laughs) you know... I just got to (laughs) decorate.
1: Wow. So it was just the wall paintings or was it wallpaper or what was it?
0: It was everything from textiles to, you know, decor items, accessories, wall paintings, the wall art, everything. They had industrial practices, so they were using chemicals and they didn't understand, I guess, the effects that it had on people yet. Not to mention, they still were trying to figure out how to get rid of like diseases and things like that because they couldn't understand how these diseases were transmitted. I mean, maybe it had something to do with the fact that they were pumping water from the Thames River in England and it was right next to the sewage plant. Hmm. So I don't know. That's
1: (laughs) interesting.
0: But moving right along. Let's get to today's topic. So, Alicia. Yes. That brings us to our topic today. Is your home literally making you sick? And you no longer live in the Victorian era, right? You still have to worry if your home is making you sick. I mean, besides the fact that many people wish their home looked like something out of Architectural Digest, these items and trinkets that you often want to purchase and furniture also that you want to purchase for your home can literally be putting pollutants in the air of your home and making you sick. You're safer sometimes outdoors because the levels of pollutants in your home could be two to five times higher. Mm. So not much has changed since the Victorian era, unfortunately. That's why I gave us that little fun fact. And, you know, people still like to keep antiques from back then. And I'm curious if any of that stuff has off gassed yet. How long does it take? Do you know? It can take up to 20 years, Mm -hmm. so I'm sure it's fine. But let me give our listeners a little background on VOCs. So VOCs are volatile organic compounds. And what are volatile organic compounds? Well, according to the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, These are organic chemical compounds whose composition make it possible for them to evaporate under normal indoor conditions. Which means that the actual smell of these chemicals, i.e. in your furniture, your favorite new car smell, people love new car smell, nail polish, caulking, building materials, plywood, all these things have volatile organic compounds in them. And when they enter your home and they've been installed, they have a period of what's called off-gassing, which is their period of evaporating into the air. So that happens with paint. I know people know that smell well, right? Because almost everyone has experience with paint. Yeah. Now companies are becoming more cognizant of it and making VOC-free or low VOC paints. Mm -hmm. A way to safeguard yourself from VOCs is you can read the directions on the packaging and make sure you do what they say, but you may want to take it an extra step. So if they say to wear a mask with plenty of ventilation in the room, you may just want to go ahead and open every single window in your house, all the doors, you know, get fans and everything just so that you can help those gases escape your home faster. Mm -hmm. And so later we'll talk about more ways that you can reduce it. But I just wanted to go over what volatile organic compounds are exactly and where you could find them because they can be found in a number of places.
1: It's not just paint, and it's not the one incident type of occurrence, I guess. No. That you have to be worried about. Like, yeah, paint and varnishes and caulk and adhesive. So if you're having work done on your house, those are things that you want to be mindful of. And, and most people smell those things, but there are a lot of things that you can't smell. A lot of VOCs you can't smell. Sometimes when you get new carpeting, you smell it or some vinyl flooring maybe new built-ins if someone comes in a carpenter and puts in like a composite wood or particle board
0: it's found in particle board
1: yeah the other stuff though compressed motors. oh compressed wood But it comes in the form of upholstery and foam. The foam that's in the upholstered items that you have. It also comes in air fresheners. These are like home and personal care. So you can have incidents of high VOCs where you're spraying that air freshener in the house. And using certain cleaning products that have like a really strong smell. I can only imagine. I don't even want to call the name of the stuff that I love so much. I bet you it has it. Cosmetics.
0: Yeah, I was going to say cosmetics.
1: cosmetics and... unblock. Some, block, some people use fuel oil, like when they do those little candles. Propane. Propane. It sounds in propane, yeah. Right. So fireplaces, if you're burning wood, you get VOCs from burning the wood. Some people like that smell. I like it because it reminds me of, like, coziness. But that's a VOC situation. Even cooking, believe it or not. Certain cooking activities. I was going
0: to say that the gas from your stove yep. actually is
1: dangerous for you because of the butane from the gas people who like to do hobbies i i like to do some sort of little projects i haven't done it in a long mm-hmm. time but glue gun the glue when it melts yes. in that gun you'll smell it so what, what i'm trying to say is sometimes you smell it and sometimes you don't like there's some obvious things like the dry cleaning you bring home you might have a smell some people are, have those uh, green, dry, clean places yeah. that are really cognizant of not using those type of chemicals. If you're around people who smoke, I can't stand it, but...
0: I am going to say that, yep. <laughs> you're just reading my mind, yep.
1: Smoking, yep. There's a lot of things. It's a lot of things that we take for granted. Like, we're just, we're thinking, oh, well, I'm, I'm not exposed to that. But indeed we are. Day-to-day, living just normal life.
0: Yeah, and like I was saying, even in your car your new car so i was a service advisor many years ago and so i'd always tell people to take their car put it in their garage open up all the windows and let it sit there for a day or two before they take it back out so that they can allow the compounds to off gas so they don't have to inhale them but Mm -hmm. if you have to drive for whatever reason when you get a new car i always tell people keep your windows down if the conditions allow
1: so how can you tell if you've been exposed, like even short-term, I mean, long-term exposure to VOCs, if you're working in an environmental occupational capacity, then you may get cancer, liver and kidney disease or damage. Yes, yeah, central nervous system. Central nervous system? Yeah. But what about, what about like if you just had short-term exposure, what would some of the things be that you may notice?
0: So you may notice eye, nose, and throat irritation, mm-hmm. and some people may equate it to their allergies. Mm. You may get headaches. Mm-hmm. You could you could even become nauseous and start vomiting. Mm-hmm. You can also experience asthma symptoms if you have asthma, or even just the symptoms of asthma, right. as well as dizziness. Yeah. So a lot of times people are home. Where's the number one place that you get a headache? Like. I don't know many people, unless they have a certain condition, that have headaches when they're outside, like at a park. They're like, oh, I got a headache all of a sudden. Usually it's like they're at home, they're sitting down, they're eating, they're watching TV, or they're doing something in their house. And all of a sudden they're like, ah, I got like a headache on my, you know, my left side or whatever. After maybe something's been done to their house, or like I said, these things can linger from six months to 20 years. And it's also the way that you store these things. Like, Mm. you never want to store paint inside your house. You never want to store any of those building supplies in your home. You want to make sure that they're either disposed of if you're no longer going to use them, they're disposed of properly, or they're put outside your
1: house right in a shed or someplace now i'll tell you the problem with putting paints if you feel like you're going to use it again or you'd like to be able to use it again if you put it in the shed it's going to freeze and you're going to have a problem if you live in the north atlantic region like if you're going to live anywhere where you have extreme changes in temperature that's not going to work
0: yeah no it won't i just say get rid of it if you have leftover paint and you're not going to use it like the next day Or a couple of days later. Don't save it for a month or two. Because even if you save it for a month or two. There's going to be bubbles in the paint. And they're not easy to get out. Even if you're just stirring it with a stirrer. Sometimes you have to take it back to the paint store. And let them agitate it again. But even still. Paint changes too quickly. Depending on the conditions. In the atmosphere. And especially if it's low VOC paint. Or zero VOC paint. Just... Make sure you calculate how much you need and just be willing to know that you're going to have waste and you're going to have to have it disposed of properly. Sounds good. That's what I always tell people. Some of the things that people may not realize is a volatile organic compound. When they're put together, they're even worse. But alone, you have compounds like formaldehyde, which we're all familiar with. Formaldehyde, they used to put it in nail polish. They may, some companies still may. Butane, toluene, acetone, mm-hmm. ethanol, benzene, styrene, mm-hmm. D,L-limonene, and there are so many other chemicals. There are like thirty or forty. There's so many chemicals that contain these organic comp- these volatile organic compounds. So it's always best to, I recommend for people to go to either the Environmental Working Group's website because there you're gonna find products that are healthier for you to use in your home. Also, you can check the EPA's website, which is very helpful. You can also Google how to have your home tested for VOCs because there are certain companies that can help you to remove these from your home. There's things you can do with volatile organic compounds that are not as dangerous in the short term like having certain plants around your house that actually absorb those chemicals for you once they're released into the air, having an air purifying system, having lots of ventilation always throughout your home, like keeping the windows open or cracked even when you're not home, if it's safe enough to do so and, you know, doing it in a strategic way. But just so that you're not creating an indoor air environment that is not going to be quality
1: healthy right Mm -hmm. you know a lot of people i think a more practical use of the internet can be applied here a lot of times folks have things in their home and they're wondering if vocs are a problem with it there used to be a database i looked it up earlier for household products the National Institute of Health and the National Library of Medicine used to monitor it or make sure that it was updated, but it, it's discontinued. So there's something new. So if people want to find products. They want to look up certain products in their homes. Nowadays, hand sanitizers are a big one. You can find which hand sanitizers are good or bad VOC wise. There's something called the Consumer Product Information Database. C- P-I-D, Consumer Product Information Database. And that, if you just Google it, you should be able to find so many products that are in our day-to-day lives. If you're a person that likes to garden like I am, you can get some stuff on there that you may use in your gardening for landscaping and yard work. Even the little pods that we put into our dishwashers, there's certain ones that are better than others in reference to the VOCs. So just go there and check out because they have everything. Pet care products if you have an animal, home cleaning supplies, even for commercial use sometimes. For institutional and commercial use cleaning products, you can find things that you use to clean your car or things that you use to put in your car like the antifreeze or I pop off my um, windshield wiper fluid all the time. There's so many things out there that you could educate yourself about and ways to do it.
0: Definitely. That's what I like about the Environmental Working Group, because you could research different products and they talk about pesticides. They go like further with their in-depthness. And there's also greenamerica.org. I like them also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they help you live a more sustainable life as well. So, yeah, there's lots of things that you can do to lessen your exposure to these chemicals. That's one of the reasons why I'm always telling people get rid of their clutter, lessen their clutter and not be so consumeristic
1: because that'll also save you from some of those compounds as well. Yep. And nowadays they have green products, you know, they've got natural products that Mm -hmm. you could use instead. But you got to
0: be careful with the word natural because they, you know, because some of these compounds are found in nature and they are natural. Mm, so, yeah. You have to be careful with those natural that label. So you have to read the product, the actual product description cuz some of them will say no VOCs. And you can also look at the rating. Yeah. A lot of them will let you look up their registration number and you can find out exactly what's in it and things like that. I'm
1: sure I have a high VOC house. Because I love good smelling things. I'm just, everyone always comes to my house and says, your house always smells so good. i <laughs> probably have a lot of chemicals in here.
0: I know. My mom loves, like, she <laughs> loves, like, the fresheners and stuff. And so I talked to her a long time ago about VOCs. And I explained to her that, I don't want to say the names, but, you know, those, yeah, those I know. things you use mm-hmm. to freshen your house. Mm-hmm. You can buy now, you can buy essential oils. Sure. And they work just as well. They do. It's not better. And you could warm up cinnamon. You could use some of your your scraps, your fruit scraps, Mm -hmm. the skins. You could boil those and make really nice smells for your home. So there are a lot of different things. And I probably should write a blog about some of the things that I use because I also make my own cleaning supplies. You can make your own bug spray. There's so many different things that you can do and that you can use where it doesn't have to be a chemical that you're putting in your body. We should not be living like we're still in the Victorian era, people. No. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: I wonder if it's actually gotten any better, but that's a whole nother topic. But yeah, I think we did well today. I think we shared some good information, some good advice, and I hope people feel like it was helpful. I know. I've had a lot of clients ask me questions about VOCs, so I hope that this was something that actually makes people feel like they've gotten some good advice.
0: Yes. And just so people know, anytime we use a product, we're always checking it against the green build and we're making sure that it's a chemical that is not going to have lasting effects in their home. You know, it's not a product that's going to leave lasting effects in their home. Yep. All right, Alicia. So... We will see you guys next week for another lively discussion. So, yeah, Alicia, thanks a lot for joining me today. And, well, no, you always have to join me. All right, Alicia. So I'll see everyone next week. And thanks, guys, for listening. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye. of Interiors is brought to you by Choose Del Morrison Design. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Choose Del Morrison Design. And please rate and subscribe this podcast to help us improve and grow. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. An ironic media production. Visit us at I-R-O-N-I-C-K